a popular comedian who also delivers self-help messages tug-in-cheek through his alter ego? That makes her an emerging international star performing in arenas all over the world. Buckle on up as you are about to be amused and at the same time, hear some simple but profound life lessons from this star with millions of social media followers. Welcome to the Motivation Show podcast and get ready to be inspired, motivated, and achieve massive success. And now, your host, the mayor of motivation, Eli Marcus. Our guest today on The Motivation Show is also known by his alter ego, Self Help Sing. He is an international comedian and probably your favorite alternative life coach. I can't wait to get into that. I could use some coaching. The comedian and demotivational speaker, we're going to get into what demotivational speaker means, and parody expert discovered his inner alter ego when, as rumor has it, he fell and hit his head as he rushed to the toilet after some bad lamb vindaloo. Ooh, I'm not sure I'm going to go to that Indian restaurant. <laughs> Welcome to the Motivation <laughs> Show, Masood Boomgard. Thank you, Eli. Thanks for having me. Well, Masood, you know, I would love to know, of course, we all talk about motivation, right? I don't know if I've ever heard of the word demotivation. <laughs> Can you define what a demotivational speaker is? And why you are one. <laughs> it's something that I've kind of just uh, made up in, in my head. I, I don't think it's something that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a field that kind of really exists, you know, in, in the mainstream. But if I had to explain what it is, I think that, you know, we live in a world where there's just so much, you know, motivation out there. And, uh, and let's just say a lot of pressure, you know, for people to do things, you know, people feel so overwhelmed. Um, but they have to be a certain place uh, in their life or, you know, have to achieve certain goals. And, you know, when they when they don't achieve those goals, they feel like complete failures. Uh, what a demotivational coach does is, is let you know that, you know what, fuck it. Everything's going to be okay, you know. <laughs> you don't have to do any of this shit. You know, you can just be and, you know, uh, try. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. You know, I mean, we're all going to die at the end of this. So Don't take yourself too seriously, day, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, none of this is actually going to matter. That's what demotivational de coaching is, in essence. You know, it's it's it's, it's kind of tongue in cheek. You know, uh, uh, you know, send up of the kind of uh, motivational field. You know, uh, that uh, that kind of exists. So, Masood, which came first, the uh, comedian part or the demotivational part, or did they both arrive together? <laughs> So comedy, comedy has always been uh, my my first love and my uh, forever love. So what actually happened, you know, the serious part of the story is that, you know, during COVID, I kind of slipped into a bit of a, a depression, not being able to perform, not being able to do what I love doing. And I found that nothing could help me get through this uh, uh, depression. So what I actually did was I kind of, you know, instead of uh, turning to all of the uh conventional mainstream materials out there, which was not helping me, kind of created this character in my mind and uh, helped myself, you know, with a kind of inner voice in my head. You know, uh, I, the question I asked myself, 
you know, everyone is like, oh, you know, everything's going to be okay. Uh, you just got to, uh, you know, get up and do this and do that. Where's the guy that just says, you know what? Fuck it. Just stay where you are and everything. Just, just chill. You don't need to do anything. Where's the guy that says do nothing? So that's what, uh, you know, self-help seeing actually was, you know, a voice in my head that just told me, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. Would you say that's sort of like a law of attraction thing where you just kind of accept things and let things flow to you and not, you know, go too crazy, you know, and to try to do a million things? Uh, because, you know, if, if you're strong of mind and you're stronger spirit and strong of heart, uh, things would just start to flow without you having to overtry. If you think that happened more organically for you, does that make sense? I think there's definitely some uh, kind of merit to what you're saying about not overtrying. You're not forcing something or like kind of going against the flow of what is happening to you. I, I believe certainly, and I mean, you mentioned that you, you know, you're spiritual. Sometimes something's happening to you for a reason. One of, one of the, one of the phrases I always hated was, um, everything happens for a reason. And I only, I only hated that saying because I never quite understood, you know, uh, what that meant. But what I actually learned from, you know, from my personal experience, was that sometimes you have to have a bit of patience. The reason for whatever shit is happening to you isn't always known to you at the time. You kind of have to wait, wait it out. You know, you can't force an outcome. So yeah, I, I think definitely, uh, you know, there is kind of like something about you know that kind of lens, or uh, you know, gives um, value to the, the idea of what you're saying. You know, don't don't try too hard. Uh, the law of attraction, all of that. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. I, I think that also hits on uh, faith. You know, uh, you don't understand things for the moment. Why is these bad things happening to me and how will I overcome it? And when you have faith, things tend to turn around in a better direction. You know, if you're angry and you're upset and you uh, you start to have negative self-talk, that's where things start to self-perpetuate. But when you have faith and you believe that there's a reason, uh, you just have to have the patience and wait it out. Again, that is a law of attraction where things do tend to to start to play in your favor. Uh, it's just the way the universe just naturally has it. And so you, um, of course, in my uh, intro, we said that you're probably, you know, uh, your favorite alternative life coach. Why so? <laughs> you know, of course, you know, it is, uh, you know, tongue in cheek, you know, the whole idea of an alternative life coach. I must say, you know, for the record, though, I've never, I've never done a life coaching course. I've never gone for any life coaching uh, training. I think there's lots of life coaches that do a, a great job out there. But the idea, though, just, just the idea of a life coach, though, is, is something that's kind of like uh, uh, come to the, you know, forefront of the, uh, uh, the, the the public consciousness in in very recent times, right? I mean, your dad didn't have a life coach. Right. My granddad didn't have a life. Coach. They never heard when, of one. Exactly. <laughs> when, exist. Did life get, when did life get so fucking hard <laughs> that we need a coach that you actually need a coach for it? You know, what am I going to have for dinner? Right. Coach yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. people, people just lived, you know, in the old days, people just lived. They lived yeah. and, you know, they, they did whatever they did and they fucking died. And that was their life. You know, somehow we've complicated life to a point, you know, where we feel that you know we need you know somebody to guide us through this you know along a kind of a particular template you know in many cases that's what it is 
my idea, of course, alternative life coaching doesn't obviously exist in, in the mainstream, but it's something I just I kind of made up. But at the heart of it is, is, is the idea that of giving some very simple solutions for complex problems, if, if that makes sense. It's, it's just simplifying life. That's what alternative life coaching is. Taking this very complicated problem and, and providing simple solutions to it in, in a kind of a humorous way, uh, too. And, and the idea of complicated life is something that we've complicated. I don't think life is complicated. I think we as people, uh, complicate things. In other words, we're searching after the so-called secret. Oh my God. What's that secret that's going to turn our life around? Well, how about, you know, getting up early? How about working hard? How about applying yourself? How about immersing yourself into something if you want to learn it? Because you're probably not going to learn how to play violin and be a virtuoso in two hours. You're going to have to immerse yourself. You know, how about some of the old-fashioned stuff, right? <laughs> Use common sense, right? There's your secret. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what it is. You know, a lot of what I talk about kind of, I would say, ties into a, a bigger theme of common sense not being so common anymore, mm. you know? I like that. Because we've, because we've, we've just complicated things to such a level where we, we're unable to see the answers right in front of us. And yeah, I mean, we're all looking for the big, the big secret. There's something I say in one of my videos. Uh, I say soft searching for the meaning of life. You'll one day die just as confused as you are now. <laughs> and, and, and that is, that is something that, you know, as, as people, as human beings, we want to know everything. But we have to also uh, accept the idea that, that we're not going to know everything. You know, you, you, you just have to deal with the fact that, you know, you're going to live this life and some things are going to go your way. Some things are not going to go your way. You do the best you can and leave the rest to the universe, you know. So that's, that's basically, you know, what I like to get across to people. What would you advise someone who goes on the internet, right, Instagram? Inevitably, if you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook, everybody's having a good time, right? Because nobody's putting their shitty moments on there, right? They're putting all their glamorous moments, right? And you're saying to yourself, gee, I don't have that trip to Cancun right now. You know, I'm not on some exotic beach. You know, I'm not, you know, in, in the uh, red for a Ferrari or Lamborghini. You know, why is my life uh, all screwed up? You know, <laughs> that's right. So how does somebody get to that point where they realize, you know, that's, uh, those are sound bites. You know, it's not necessarily a daily reality for everybody. And where you are uh, is is good enough right now. Uh, and life is ever evolving. How does somebody not get down on themselves when they, they turn on the TV set and they see everybody is, you know, glamorous and everybody's pretty? And they're in their minds, you know, I'm just average. What do you say to somebody like that? And, you know, it's something that I had to learn myself is that the internet isn't real. It's, it's just, it's just not real life as much as, you know, the internet is a massive part of, of our lives. It is not real life. And I think, you know, it's incredibly curated, as you say, you know, people never put, uh, you know, the shitty parts of their life on there unless they're crying out for attention, you know. Somebody might, uh, and then they're on there for empathy, stuff. right? They want empathy. <laughs> so. Exactly. That, that is, that is a, that's the currency also. You know, some people thrive on people's empathy, sympathy, all that. They might, the only time they're putting a shitty photo is, you know, if they're taking a hospital selfie and, you know, I want a whole lot of people to comment and, and, you know, send thoughts and prayers and whatever the case Poor me, be. poor pity <laughs> me, right? Yes. You, you exactly. see those all the time. Those hospital yeah. shots are ubiquitous. <laughs> 
it's, inc- it's incredibly uh, curated. And I think that, you know, people need to remind themselves of that, you know, that the fact that uh, sometimes you may see somebody having that vacation in Cancun, but that person might be, uh, you know, balls deep in debt, you know, uh, their, their credit cards are all maxed out just to be able to, uh, you know, to have that vacation, you know. So nothing is what it seems. I think if I, if I had to tell somebody, give somebody some advice, I'll be like, you know what? Nothing is what it seems on social media. That person is probably miserable. <laughs> There's probably some shit going on in their life that you don't know about because they're not telling you, you know, because it's so perfectly uh, curated. And also, I mean, when you talk about social media, you also got to look at the fact that it kind of, because of the whole anonymity of it, brings out the worst in people, you know, and as an artist also, you, you, we see it, you know, where, you know, people would just put a shitty comment on, on something that you do, you know, just because they can, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, you got this veil of anonymity. So, uh, oops, sorry, my, my, my light just went out. Can you still hear me? <laughs> Is this part of your routine? <laughs> no, no. So I'll, t- I'll tell you something. We'll I'll have to make it part of the routine. I'll tell you something crazy. I, I don't know if you're aware in, in South Africa, we have something called, uh, load shedding. So it's like, um, rotational power blackouts. Uh, yeah. so sometimes the power companies with, uh, there's only one, uh, power company in, in South Africa. I'll, I'll use the cell phone line <laughs> and they do, they do a really shitty job of, 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 of supplying power. So sometimes we have these, uh, these blackouts that have happened randomly, uh, like moments, opportune, opportune moments like this. So sorry about that. All good. Well, you know, Masood, since we're already got an R rated show here, uh, we're going to use some of your vernacular and you got a whole shitload of, uh, followers <laughs> on social <laughs> media. So now, you know, someone looks at you like this guy's got a million followers. You know, uh, and they envy you and they feel insecure related to you. Now, when you got the million followers, are you looking at somebody else and saying, hey, I don't have five million followers? I mean, is it ever enough? You know what I mean? Like, where is enough enough? That's the thing. So so people do make a big deal out of I have people who say, oh, man, you've got a, a million followers. That's amazing. But I mean, I know I mean, there's, there's people out there with 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. So I don't I don't let it go to my in my head, obviously, because it's not a, a huge number. But I also know, once again, you know, that it's not real. These are, yeah, they, I'm not saying they're bots, but I'm saying these are just people on the internet. If I had to ask them for a dollar each, I'm not going to get that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The day I can get a dollar from every one of them. I'll then that number counts, right? That means something. <laughs> But, but on that point though, you know, like you say, people do think because I've got a, people have got all these ideas. I mean, you know a lot about social media because you're in the podcasting business. People have some really crazy ideas of, of, of what a following means on social media or what it means to get so many million views. They think you're getting paid like, I don't know, crazy sums of money, right? You know, people tell me, Oh, TikTok must be paying you a lot of money or like Instagram must be paying you so much of money, you know, for, for having these views and like, you must be like living really well, you know. I, I I actually even get I laughed about it the other day. I even get people who hit me up in my in my uh, DMs or in my email who will offer me like these ultra luxurious luxurious services, thinking that I'm like falling, you know, on that level. That are they some uh, VIP uh, private jet company 
<laughs> messaged me and offered me uh you know wanted me to wanted a lease jet to me <laughs> uh for my for my US tour. And I'm like thinking, man, if only these people knew. <laughs> exactly, right? So speaking so, of your US uh tour, uh you're from South Africa. Uh, so yeah. the United States is a whole other world for you, right? But uh, I know you're coming down to uh, my neck of the woods uh, this winter. You're coming down to the Browett Center for the Performing Arts on Friday, February 9th. And I'm looking forward to actually coming out and seeing you. Uh, what should we expect from not only the show here at the Browett Center, but uh, some of the other shows that you're doing around the country? Uh, so I've, I've been touring quite a bit. The U.S., like you say, is a whole different world from where I'm you know, where I'm from, growing up in, in South Africa, you know, from a home with very modest means, I never, ever thought I would get on a plane and even leave the African continent, you know? So it was a big deal and it's something I'm very uh, grateful for. Uh, in the last year, I've been to 23 countries in one year, which I, which I, I still can't. It's a lot really of frequent fire uh, mileage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been very, very, very fortunate. I'm looking forward to the U.S., uh, you know, I hear the audiences are great. The show that I've been, I'm bringing to the U.S. is a show that I've been touring with everywhere. It's a show that combines, you know, conventional stand-up comedy elements, um, with, you know, a lot more of this, the serious stuff that we're talking about right now, you know, but kind of delivered in a very, in a very sort of, uh, comical, tongue-in-cheek, yet, um, you know, direct way. Self-help thing is very different to me as a person, you know. I, I, I actually get a lot of inspiration from the character itself because um, of the character's kind of approach to life, you know, uh, his candidness and, you know, he's, he's kind of a very, uh, very candid, but also, uh, you know, the attitude that he has about life, you know, uh, you know, it, you know, living a life where we kind of like propagate living a life with, with without the kind of, uh, conventional uh you know limitations that we place on ourselves you know and um so a lot of that comes through in the show but ultimately it's entertainment that leaves people with with a message and ultimately the message well people have to come to see the show to 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 hear what the message is but the overarching message is about this idea of life uh you know being a gift and you know you being able to to choose whatever you decide to do uh you know, with this gift. So it's, it's comedy with some demotivation and motivation. Also, I, I find that demotivation and motivation work together because mm -hmm. I think that some, you know, sometimes, you know, people have to be demotivated in order to be motivated, um, in a weird way. So there's a lot, there's a lot they'll get out of it. It's not just, you know, I'm coming out and having a laugh and, and, and going home. You know, people are going to leave with something quite uh, profound that I can assure them. So when we speak of uh, self-help sync, first of all, uh, I wonder hey, where you derived that from. That's a very common Indian name, I suppose, Singh. Did you kind of come up with it because of that? Yeah, it's got a good ring to it. So I'm actually, uh, I'm a descendant of uh, Indian migrant laborers who migrated to South Africa in the uh, late 1800s. Um, so uh, my origins is, is from the uh, Indian subcontinent. And even though there's no Singhs, in my family, like you say, it's a very common Indian uh, surname. It flows uh, well, right? Self-help sing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds, yeah, sounds it easier well. than self-help Boomgard, I guess, maybe, or <laughs> self-help Masood, I suppose. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Go with so the flow, right? 
<laughs> Don't know. It's just a it's just a name that I found kind of worked, you know, when I was when I was looking for a name to use uh, for the character. So, um, is uh, self help sing very different from uh, Masood Boomgard as uh, supposedly uh, uh, Borat would be from Sasha Baron Cohen? <laughs> I, I would say so. You know, as, as I said before, you know, I'm actually very different. My personality is very different. I still think I'm a little bit more kind of uh, reserved in my approach to life. In, I think that I I worry a bit too much. I think I think I have a, a lot more anxiety uh, than I would let people know. Maybe people do South sense up. that, and maybe that's part of yeah. your uh, you know your appeal. Yes, perhaps. But South Up seems a completely different uh, different person. You know, uh, uh, the, ha- the attitude. You know, the fucking attitude. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. none of this matters. You know, right. just you know, live and, and, and let live and, you know, and, uh, you know, things will kind of figure it, figure themselves out, you know, so it is very different. It is very different. I do feel that, um, you know, the, the character was kind of inspired, uh, you know, through something, you know, that happened within me, you know, I mentioned the, the kind of dark place that I was in. So I think the character came out of that. And I think it's, you know, in some ways, for me, I feel trans- transcendental, you know, uh, the fact that I, that I get to play this character. When I'm, when I'm there, when I'm on the stage doing the character, it really isn't me. I don't feel like it's me. I feel like it's a kind of like an outer body experience, uh, which makes it a lot of fun and a, and a lot of uh, very interesting, but also kind of uh, a very kind of spiritually uh, draining experience, too, if that makes sense. Is there a way to give me a sample? right now or is it kind of hard to just turn on turn off <laughs> how does that you know well, a, little, a little snippet of what we might see when we come out to the browett center or any of the other locations you're going to be at fortunately i have i have his uh i have his shades here so a lot of it is, is you know of course the video people uh, the, the yeah. audio people will not be able to see that but i will oh wow <laughs> Yeah. See now, uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got to put on the shades to kind of like get into. <laughs> you look like a movie star. Get into the, get into the character and become the character, right? I see, I uh, see. Yeah. Otherwise, it, do- it doesn't, it doesn't quite, it doesn't quite work. You know, I'm still waiting for the Ray Ban endorsement, by the way. What's that guy, DJ Khaled? You kind of had that little look about that. Anybody say that to you before? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've heard it a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. when I come there, right? I'm going to laugh, you know, I'm going to get some parody. Am I going to walk away with some really thought, as you kind of say in in your bio, thought-provoking, you know, stuff where I'm going to like scratch my head and say, wow, that's a game changer? Or Insh- am I am Insh- I not? Eli, you are going to be penetrated in many <laughs> different ways. <laughs> oh, you boy. are going to be penetrated with laughter, feeling, and guidance. You will be hearing the answers to life's greatest questions. They may not necessarily be the right answers, but they will be answers. Well, who is this guy? <laughs> Self-help sake. It, it is him. He is me and I am him. You've arrived. We've been waiting for I you uh, for the entire 25 minutes. You finally arrived. <laughs> if there's something that I have, a very important message for all of the people in the United States of America. The message is, don't listen to people who will tell you that you are a nation that is lost, confused, and broken. 
they are correct, but don't listen to them. <laughs> you need to put your worries on pause and just learn to fucking chill. I like that. Put your worries you on see, pause. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Your worries are like the safety instructions that flight attendants give before takeoff. <laughs> One day when you are about to die, you will not remember them and they will not matter. So don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. Very profound words. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> so, Mr. Self-Help Singh, where do we learn more about you? So, you can find me on all of the social medias. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. You can, If you are old, you can find me on Facebook. And you can also find me on OnlyFans. Ah, wow. And also, you can find me on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. But also, if you enter into a state of deep meditation, I will enter your consciousness and I will find you. I kind of like that, you know, no work, you know, just uh, just meditate and bingo. You, you show up just like you did in the show here, right? <laughs> we didn't have to press any buttons. You just showed up. Exactly. I am the voice inside your head. <laughs> this is a conversation you are quite possibly having with yourself. Right now, there is there's quite possibly that there's nobody in this podcast except yourself. <laughs> and the listeners are listening to this, of you talking to yourself and thinking, this guy has finally lost his fucking shit. He's you having know, a full-on conversation with himself. You are not sure of what is real and what is not real. I'll have to say I agree, because this is the most unique podcast interview I've ever done. So for all I know, I might be talking to myself here. <laughs> and for all the, the listeners know who don't have the audio... Of the video, uh, they just may think I'm putting on these voices myself. <laughs> just the way. <laughs> but most importantly, it is very important that everybody that is in the presence of my voice is coming to my shores. I'm going to 22 cities in the United States of wow. America, from course to course, even through the middle of the country. I will be penetrating all of the places, famous places in the United States. And they can get the tickets. They can go on the internet and Google self-help sing and lo and behold, ticket things will appear to them. And they can buy the ticket using actual money that will be entering my pocket. <laughs> and I will spend this money in the most responsible manner. I promise I will not waste your money on yacht parties with Instagram models. I'm actually more of a pizza on a private plane kind of guy. So, <laughs> So rest assured, everything will be fine. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't mind my money going that way. You know, it sounds like it's a good investment. Well, I want to thank you so much for your unique <laughs> brand of comedy parody and, and demotivational speaking. <laughs> Any last words? Self-up Singh has left the building, but he is very uh, appreciative uh, to have been given a chance to talk to you. And uh, yeah, no, it was very cool talking to you uh, too. Has, has, has 25 minutes gone so quickly? It, it has it's gone. Really I'm hard. telling you, time flies. And I want to thank uh, both you uh, and I want to thank Self Help Sing for adding uh, some great levity and some great wisdom to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Eli. If you would like to inquire about having Eli motivate your team, speak at your event, or coach you personally for massive success, Email the motivation show at gmail.com. That's the motivation show at gmail.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.